gentlemen it is your boy smoothie but of course and i'd like to welcome you to the mind of smoothie podcast we are here we are about ready to go live with episode number two but before we dig and dive into that i just want to take a moment to say thank you thank you thank you to those of you who listened to last week's episode the official first episode the wrestling episode those of you who took the time to subscribe to the podcast to leave a rating leave a review of the podcast to comment and share on socials it really really means a lot for me i got some good feedback on it a couple constructive criticisms which were good things with that said one of the big things was a few people wanted to hear more of the history of nwa and since nwa wrestling was has is what has got me back into wrestling right now that maybe i should have talked more about my wrestle or my favorite wrestlers in that promotion at this time frame so i had already planned on doing another wrestling episode another wrestling themed episode anyway and that just cemented it and it will be happening and the only way to find out about that is if you are subscribed to the podcast and subscribe to me on all the socials and if you stay tuned to incsmoothieentertainment.com you will be put in the know of when that will occur so with that out of the way again i say thank you but now it's time to move into the future here so this week at the end of last week's episode going back to the past again i did leave a little bit of a hint to what we were going to be talking about this week and the hint went a little something like this i had said we were going to be talking about a small toy line some might even say a micro toy line i know this is a mind-bending tricky riddle but i've given you a week to figure it out i've given you a week to toss it around your head and try and make heads or tails of it so if you still have not figured it out at this point maybe just maybe this will help you this is the micro machine man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of micro machines each one has dramatic details terrific trim precision paint jobs plus incredible micro machine pocket play sets there's a police station fire station restaurant service station and more perfect pocket portables to take any place and there are many miniature places to play with and each one comes with its own special edition micro machine vehicle and fun fantastic features that miraculously move raise the boltless at the airport marina man the gun turret at the army base clean your car at the car wash raise the toll bridge and these play sets fit together to form a micro machine world micro machine pocket play sets so tremendously tiny so perfectly precise so dazzlingly detailed you'll want to pocket them all micro machines and micro machine pocket play sets sold separately from the Louvre. the smaller they are the better they are that's right ladies and gentlemen today we are going to be talking about micro machines now you may be saying to yourself smoothie or self why why are we talking about micro machines in this the year of 2020 and to that i would say that's an excellent question and thank you for asking yourself that question i've recently stumbled upon an article stating that this fall micro machines will be hitting store shelves once again for yet another revival now i was very happy to see that one because i love micro machines and two this summer i had or the past summer i had found a whole bunch of my old micro machines none of the play sets or anything like that just the micro machines in a nice ziploc bag it just seemed that i started this podcast and i wanted to talk about retro things and things from you know my childhood and that 
the moon and the stars and all that stuff aligned and everything just fell into place. So it just seemed right. Just seemed right that I did an episode devoted to Micro Machines. I'm going to just real briefly go just get into a little bit, some memories I have of Micro Machines growing up. I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and then we're going to look at what the upcoming release holds for the success and or failure of the brand. So I would have to say that growing up or, you know, in my later childhood years, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there, Micro Machines played a big, big part in it. There's only actually really three that I can distinctly, three toy lines or brands that I can distinctly remember trying to collect and had big collections of. One of those being He-Man. That was the very first action figure line I had, and I had a whole bunch of He-Man, and I wish I had them now. You know, I had Castle Grayskull and all that stuff. The next one being Micro Machines, and after that, the Ninja Turtles. There were others. Of course, I had G.I. Joe, and I had Transformers, but that would be like one or two here and there. I guess not having much money growing up, um, them being the youngest of seven, couldn't get every toy line and every bit of merchandise related to that toy line, but those three were the, the biggest for me. And Micro Machines, one of the reasons that not only for myself, but they were very popular and quickly rose to, you know, an industry leader in like the toy car uh, genre, if you will, was, well, at least for me, the portability of these things. I mean, I had Hot Wheels and Matchbox, too. I had a bunch of those as well. But if you were going somewhere, or even if you wanted to go to your friend's house and take some, you want to be able to take many. You could take a handful, or if you had one of those cases, which were big and bulky, you could take those. But Micro Machines, you could take a whole playset, about 30 to 40 cars, and it would be nothing. It would fit in a nice shopping bag and everything. And that's what I did. I mean, these were great for weekends, traveling to grandmother's house, an aunt's house. If you knew it was going to be a day away from your toys, you always pack something that you can continue playing. So I take these things with me and wherever I go, I'd make up little adventures, whether it be outside, even at home too, I would do the same thing go outside on the nice days, play in the dirt with them and and just come up with these great adventures. And I I love that. And that's what I would do with all the, you know, my favorite toy lines and everything, but I could spend hours playing with these things with the play sets and just staying engaged with them. And, you know, it was always fun to just line and get everything organized in a certain way. And just would get lost in these little adventures with these little cars. So they were very, very formative, you know, very important to me growing up. And they were also good for like trading because when you get the packs of like five or four or five, I forget how many came in a pack, you would always, you might get duplicates of them. So you could take them to school and you could take them to school, play with, they were easy to put in your pockets. So you could get away with it a little bit easier than carrying big matchbox cars or anything, but you could trade them with your friends. You know, your friend has this Lamborghini and you have this little Porsche. You could switch if you wanted to. Um, they were they were all they were fun and they were very affordable. They weren't too expensive and you could just really start a nice collection. Like I said, I still have a whole bunch of them here. And they just meant a lot to me and I'm sure many other people during that time they meant something as well. And today we want to look also at 
not only my memories, but where the, these micro machines come from, where, what's the driving force behind it? Where did the concept of a small, smaller than scale car basing scale on hot wheels and matchbox, where did that come from? So to try to figure out where these things come from, where this concept come from, we need to go back to the 1980s and we need to take a trip to Fun City, USA, located in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, to the workshops of Clemens V. Heden, Heden, H-E-D-E-E-N, toy inventor. Clemens had traveled to Toy Fair, which is like, it's an industry trade show, much like CES or E3 for the toy industry. And at this fair, he had met or run into the owners or people affiliated with Gloob Toys. And they had, they were looking for a time at the time to come up with a reasonably, reasonably, excuse me, priced car line to compete with Hot Wheels and Matchbox. So with this knowledge, Clemens went back to his workshop and began to work on 24 smaller or micro, if you will, prototypes and packaging for the micro machines, what would become the micro machines brand. And he sent them over exclusively to Gloob and they immediately were on this idea and wanted to buy the contract for these toys to start production on these toys. Now, it makes sense if they want to, um, at that time, come up with a reasonably priced competitor to Hot Wheels and or Matchbox. One of the first steps, you make something smaller, less materials, less time to pr- produce, and you can produce more. Obviously, it fit like a glove. So, Gloob took this idea and bought the contract and bought the idea from Clemens and went to work on producing and marketing these toys. And just as a side note, Clemens was responsible for also Nerf guns. So there's a lot of history. I suggest you go check out their website. Fun city USA is his, and they're still doing stuff today. I believe and they have a bunch of other different things that they toy lines that they invented and they're constantly inventing and coming up with new concepts for toys. So that was pretty interesting to see that they also Nerf guns are birthed from his brain. That's pretty awesome. But anyway, so Gloob had taken this idea and really went to town with it and started an awesome, awesome for the time marketing run and ad run and they hired John Moshida who I'm still trying to figure out I couldn't really tell when I was doing my research if he is still in the Guinness Book of World or if he's still the world record holder for being the fastest talking man or not um I think there was a time he lost it but it was up for debate on whether or not or the legitimacy of other people um, who had won that record from him or took the title from him. But that's neither here nor there when it comes to the topic of micro machines. And I was listening to a podcast just doing my research uh, with him, and he was talking about how they recorded 125 
commercials. Some of them may or may not have been aired, and you heard one of them, which I've tried to get. I think that might be one of the earliest ones that I shared in the beginning, and that's what I was trying to do. Um, But they did 125 of these commercials, and I thought it was interesting. He was saying that they did, did these all in advance, so when Toy Fair, the trade show, would come around each year, they would take the different concepts and different ideas that they had already done these commercials for, and whatever idea looked like it was going to be a number one seller, that's the commercial that would get released. So, like, they prepared ahead and had this arsenal of commercials. So, if, you know, this line of micro machines or this playset was going to sell, bam, they could go right from there and immediately begin producing them and get already have a head start on the advertising. So, I thought that was pretty pretty cool so they did anybody who grew up you know with micro machines especially in their initial run you are familiar with him and he's been on different things he's been on tv shows uh mr machine's been on saved by the bell he voiced a character on transformers did a lot of voiceover acts or voiceover work and he was the face of micro machines he's most most known I think he was saying even in that podcast that's how people associate him as being the micro machine man despite his other works his other commercials he did commercials for FedEx for Minute Rice but it's always micro machines he is the micro machines guy and as the brand moves on you noticed that he was the last thing he said in this podcast you would wouldn't see him in these ads anymore and when Gloob, when the owners of Gloob passed the business down to their son, he was saying things changed and they felt it wasn't very profitable or marketable to have an adult market these toys. It'd be better to have kids in the commercials. So that'll kind of give you a, a, a frame, a mindset to look at. Well, as a matter of fact, here, why don't we just watch this commercial? And, or, well, not watch. You're going to listen to it and see. Star Wars! Ready for the adventure of a lifetime with Micro Machine Star Wars transforming action sets. Just like in the movies. With Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and all the Micro Machine Star Wars figures. It's Darth Vader! I will freeze your body in carbonite forever, Han Solo. Not so fast. You're next, Luke Skywalker. Star Wars action! May the force be with you! Think big, play small. Micro Machines. New Star Wars transforming action sets, each sold separately. You put them together. New from Micro Machines. As you could hear from that ad, I know you couldn't see it, but we had the adult voiceover, but you didn't see an adult in the commercial. You only saw the kid in there acting like he was Han Solo flying in the Millennium Falcon. But the execs felt that that would sell better than an adult in the commercial. But I I would say that at this point in time, the brand was already... Again, like I said, on top. So they were selling regardless, I think, of who was in the commercial. It was already something that was established. So I think they would have sold if you still kept Mr. Mashido in the ads or if you switched it up and put kids in the ads. But that's just my opinion there. But, you know, they acquired, like I said, the license to Star Wars in 1996. They released an Aliens and Predator playset. They've done special edition ones like a Civil War one and other licenses from Transformers to G.I. Joe's. But in 1998, they were bought out mainly because of the Star Wars license. They were bought out by 
Hasbro. And currently, Hasbro is the one who holds the rights to the Micro Machines name or Micro Machines brand. The the brand, of course, started to, to die off and it's had a couple of revivals since then, the most recently being actually 2015, 2016. Uh, again, Star Wars theme ones with the promotion of Star Wars and everything. It was only smart to to put them out, but we'll go back to that in a minute. Um, because not only were they putting out these different sets and different things, they also did have full play sets. Uh, they had Travel City, which was a play set com- compromised of that you buy individual little small play sets that would come with the car and these would all snap together to form one giant playset, which was pretty cool. But then they had, like I said, my favorite was the, the gas can, but they had a whole like secret auto supplies ones. They looked like a gas can, an oil can, a car wax can. They opened up into these little sets. They had a toolbox one. They had so many different playsets. They had slot cars. And I think that was part of the, you know, after I had moved on, from it because I would have loved to have those slot car ones. They have one that was right in the case that you could fold up and take with you. Uh, so very convenient and very, very brilliant for the time. But not only that, you had video games. There were seven video games in total released with the Micro Machines brand. And that 2017 was the most recent version of that, which is pretty impressive as well. So you had video games, you had also in Home Alone, the movie Home Alone, Kevin uses Micro Machines as a booby trap in one scene. So they were very prominent in pop culture at the time. And then, like I said, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Like all things, the brand kind of slowed down and kind of fizzled out. They attempted many times to relaunch it, the most recent being in conjunction with the, the newer Star Wars movies. I don't think the last time a Micro Machine Star Wars set was manufactured was around the time of Rogue One. So we've had a couple movies since then. The brand has remained dormant. So why is it so exciting for this re- for the fall 2020 reboot? You have to look at the, the state of things at, at the moment. So the collector's market is huge right now. I'm not saying that back in even 2016, the collector's market for all things wasn't big, but it's it's grown even more since then. So I think this is going to appeal very much to collectors right now, especially YouTubers and influencers who, who are able to showcase and do these unboxings and show these things off. So I think with this reboot, I think that's what makes this special. It's I think it's going to be a successful relaunch in 2020, and I'm definitely looking forward to it when it when it comes out to see how it goes and i wish them nothing but success and hope to see them around for another five ten years would be nice but i i I honestly think with the way the market is now for collecting things and unboxing videos it's just a and things are very retro now i mean you look at different programs like stranger things and Cobra Kai and things aimed at 80s and 90s pop culture, I think they have a hit on their hands. If they continue to market it smartly, they got a little gold mine on their hands. So that's it. That's all I got for you. Gave you my best history lesson on micro machines. I gave you a little bit of the feels and I gave you my predictions for the upcoming relaunch. So that is all I got in terms of that. And I just wanted to say thank you again. Hopefully in the next couple episodes, I will get my wings and I will fly and I will take off and it will flow much better 
but please bear with me in that time. Next week, I don't know what we got on the plate for next week, but it will be Valentine's Day or pre-Valentine's Day, but maybe we'll have a heart theme. Maybe we'll have a love theme. You'll just have to find out. Tune in to incsmoothieentertainment.com. Follow me on Twitter, inc underscore smoothie. I'll drop little hints leading up to next week. So that's all I got for you. I'm going to shut up now. I want you all to take care. Have a great rest of your day, a great weekend. Take care. God bless. And we will talk to you soon.